What's good, college football fans? It's MJ Newsom back here. We got a national championship preview coming for you. You know, I really enjoyed doing the semifinal preview, so I decided why not do a national championship preview? Got a lot of things to talk about, mainly because this is a rematch and should be an excellent, excellent game in Indianapolis this coming Monday. So let's get right to it. Let's start with the semifinal recap just so we can get up to speed on what happened. We saw Bama looked pretty, pretty sharp against Cincinnati. Not their best game offensively, but they did it in a different way, and I think that's sort of what you know, people's perception kind of changed. Didn't think Bama had a great game, but Brian Robinson, man, over 200 yards, really carried the load, and just kind of a different game for Alabama's offense. Obviously, obviously excuse me, it's been Bryce Young all season long, the Heisman Trophy winner, you know, just torching defenses with his arm. And in this game, you know, you look at Sauce Gardner, Kobe Bryant, two of the best corners in the country, Cincinnati arguably the best secondary in the country, you know, it's a different approach. You know, Bryce wasn't going to be flinging the ball over the field like he's been doing. And we took advantage of, you know, Cincinnati's run game, uh, excuse me, the run defense that wasn't great. And Bama did a really, really nice job. Uh, it's pardon me there for saying we, my Alabama bias coming out a little bit. Um, but Bama, as I would say, did a good job of, you know, locating Cincinnati's weak point on defense and really trying to exploit it. Ended up with a 27-6 win. But obviously the more impressive team on New Year's Eve was Georgia, and they crushed Michigan on all levels. 134-11, uh, Stetson Bennett played lights out. Um, the defense played insane. Michigan, you know, you saw their offensive linemen coming out with the run the damn ball shirts. Um, they didn't really run the ball very well. Um, they didn't really run the ball at all. Um, it was a frustrating night for Cade McNamara and J.J. McCarthy, for that matter, too. Uh, McNamara really couldn't get anything going through, I want to say, two or three picks. Um, and McCarthy, obviously kind of coming in for his relief, just kind of getting thrown in there at random moments in the game. Really no flow to Michigan's offense, which really, really killed them, in my opinion. Um, but I really think that Georgia just looked incredible. Sets have been at probably the best game of his season so far. Um, his ball, you know, short, medium, long, looked really, really good. He looked confident, looked like he had a chip on his shoulder. And that's something that I think a lot of fans wanted to see has bounced back from that Alabama game where he did not play well. He looked really good and now has some confidence moving into this next Bama game. So speaking of the first Alabama-Georgia game, let's recap the SEC championship game. So Georgia, as some of you may know, if you watched the game, got out to a quick 10-0 lead. Looked like they were going to blow the brakes off of Alabama, crush Alabama's playoff dreams, yada, yada, yada. Uh, Bama battled back, though. Uh, scored 24 points in the second quarter, and this is when Bryce Young got hot. 24-17 at the half. Um, we did see John Mechie tear his ACL in that second quarter, and that was a game changer. Um, I want to say, I mean, it was a game changer for Alabama's offense, but it really didn't affect him in that game. Didn't affect him much in the Cincinnati game, but I think it really could affect him this game coming up, and we'll explain a little bit more later. Um, but Bama ended up winning 41 24, just really dominated uh, Georgia with their pace. Obviously, Bryce Young just played the game of his life, Heisman defining game. Um, just played awesome, and Georgia really couldn't keep up. Um, and I think there's a lot of adjustments now that can be made for both sides heading into this national championship game, and especially on the defensive side for Georgia. Obviously, Georgia hadn't given up more than 17 points all season before this Alabama game. Most points they'd given up was 17 to Tennessee, um, and the Bama hung 41 on them, and I think it really, really opened their eyes. A much better defensive performance, as I mentioned, in the semifinal game. Uh, but we'll see kind of what happens going into this national championship game. So I want to talk about the most important players on the, both sides of the ball and both teams right now. 
Um, because I think it's important to look at that. Obviously, we'll start with Alabama. And it's, the first is going to be a no-brainer. It's Bryce Young. Um, Bryce Young is Alabama's offense. He is the key uh, to their success. He's their you know, their guy, he gets them going with his performance, with his arm, with his legs, whatever it might be, Bryce Young is the most important player. And that's kind of a no-brainer. We know it. He won the Heisman. He was the catalyst of the Georgia win. Um, so he's got to obviously have a phenomenal game against Georgia in the national championship game. And then you can't forget about arguably the best player in the country in Will Anderson. Um, he's going to be a big-time factor on the defensive side, mainly because of his edge rushing and his ability to stop the inside run as well. Uh, Will Anderson is a freakish athlete. He's been the best defender in college football all season long. You know, a lot of people like to argue Aiden Hutchinson, Jordan Davis. In my opinion, it's Will Anderson. The stats don't lie there. Um, Will Anderson is a captain of the Alabama team. Um, he's garnered the respect of all the other players and really has the ability to change the ball game on that side of the ball. And then you look at another guy who played really, really well against Cincinnati, and it's Fedarian Mathis. I know Will Anderson technically got the defensive MVP. In my opinion, it should have been Fedarian Mathis. Fedarian Mathis is a defensive tackle for Alabama, comes in with a lot of experience, um, and he's going to be very, very important in this game, along with Will Anderson, because of Georgia's ability to run the football. Um, you know, we see James Cook, Zamir White, that one-two punch. They're really, really good. Um, very, very good. Two really explosive backs. Two backs that I really find to be on equal level. You know, a lot of times you'll see a two-back system that kind of drops off, like in my opinion, Alabama, going from Brian Robinson to Trey Sanders. is just a little bit of a drop-off. With Georgia, I don't think it's a drop-off at all. Um, and that's a really, really um, nice trait and good thing to have going for them because that's going to be you know big time on Monday. Uh, but Federer, Mathis, Will Anderson are definitely going to have to be the two guys that step up and stop that run game. And we'll get to the keys a little bit later, but them two are going to be really, really important to one of Alabama's keys. So then if you look, the last player – for Alabama that I think is important in this one, it's Ja'Cory Brooks. We've seen Ja'Cory Brooks, the freshman, step up a lot recently towards the end of the season. Obviously had the big-time touchdown against Auburn, that 99-yard touchdown drive, descended to overtime, uh, played well against Georgia, had a nice touchdown catch at, at the end of the half against Cincinnati. Um, he's been a real, real big target for Bryce Young in the absence of Mechie, the absence of Jamison Williams against Auburn, he's really stepped up, and he's really going to have to step up again because we know what Jamison Williams can do. We know he's a big-time threat outside, uh, and we know that George is going to you know, double-cover him, whatever they're going to do, put their best corner on him. They're going to try to take Jamison Williams away, and Alabama has to know that, and Ja'Cory Brooks, in my opinion, is going to have to recognize that, and he's going to have to step up and make some big plays. Um, obviously, there's plenty of other good guys on the outside for Alabama. You know, you look at Slade Bolden. He's had a pretty solid season. Cameron Lotz, who is a tight end. If Jaleel Billingsley can get some get going. Um, you know, JoJo Earl played a little bit against Cincinnati. Uh, but Ja'Cory Brooks, in my opinion, is one of the most important players for this Alabama team going into this national championship game. And then we look at Georgia. And there's obviously the first one, a no-brainer, Setson Bennett. Um, and Setson Bennett is a big-time important player, in my opinion, in this game because of the way he played last, last game against Alabama. And even the game before that against Alabama last year, uh, his two starts against Alabama have not gone very well for him. Um, and I think a lot of people are saying that Alabama is just in Stetson Bennett's head, which I think is, is a very likely possibility. But, like I said, Stetson Bennett played the game of his life, best game of his career, in my opinion, against Michigan. And that gives him a real, real edge and a lot of confidence going into this game. Um, because Michigan's got a really good defense. Um, they're, in my opinion, they got a much better defense than Alabama. 
Um, they've proven that all season long. Alabama's secondary has shown it's shaky at times. They get a lot of pass interference calls, a lot allow a lot of big deep balls. Um, and Stetson Bennett, if he plays the way he did against Michigan, gives Georgia a real big opportunity to win this game. Let's take a look at his favorite target, in my opinion, freshman Brock Bowers. Brock Bowers is by far the best freshman in the country. He has played incredible this year, leads the team in receiving yards. Obviously, that's out. You know, George Pickens has been out all season. Um, most of the season, I should say, he's come back for the last two games. But Brock Bowers is just a big-time target. Um, he's a big freshman. You know, he's 12 touchdowns this year, almost 1,000 yards receiving. He's going to be Stetson's biggest target. And Bowers, you know, he plays two roles in this. He's going to have to be the big-time receiving target that he's been, but he also needs to be a big-time blocker because we know Georgia wants to pound the rock. Um, and with that two-back system, Brock Bowers just comes in big-time as an extra blocker. Um, but also can disguise himself as a blocker, release, catch passes. He's very multifaceted in that way. And I think that he's, you know, one of the biggest players to look at in this game. One more on the offensive side of the ball, and it's James Cook. Uh, People say, you know, arguably Zamir White is the better running back. Like I said, I think them two are pretty equal in skill. They have different types of running, you know, kind of different types of play. But James Cook, to me, is the biggest weapon and one of the more important players to me in this game because of his ability to receive as well as run. Uh, obviously, James Cook has shown that he can hurt you with his legs. You know, brother of Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook, an absolute killer for the Minnesota Vikings. Um, and James Cook has shown that he can really run the football. But he showed against Michigan that he can receive as well. Had a big, big downfield pass and catch uh, with Stetson Bennett against Michigan. Uh, really just, you know, just straight up looked like a receiver in that one. Um, and I think James Cook's ability to catch out of the backfield is going to create big-time problems for Alabama if he can do it effectively. Um, you know, a lot of times with guys like that, you know, you want to, you know, you're forced to throw, you know, a Christian Harris, like, you know, a linebacker, outside linebacker, someone like that on him. Um, and a lot of times those guys, you know, as fast as Christian Harris is, downfield coverage isn't his thing. And if you're able to get that matchup one-on-one down the field, you know, you got to believe James Cook has the upper edge uh, to make that play like he did against Michigan. Um, and I think he could be a really, you know, big-time player and play a big-time role for this Georgia offense. And then one player on the defensive side of the ball, you know, I can name plenty of players on Georgia's defensive side, but I think the biggest one in this game is N'Kobe Dean because of the way that Bryce Young can play. I think N'Kobe Dean is an exceptional linebacker. He's been one of the best linebackers this season, um, but I think he really needs to focus up on Bryce Young. And, you know, obviously I'm no defensive coordinator. Kirby Smart, uh, Dan Lanning know a lot more about defense than I do. But, you know, if I'm – Nicobe Dean, I'm Dan Lanning, I'm Kirby Smart. I really want Nicobe Dean to almost spy on Bryce Young. Um, I think that Nicobe Dean is athletic enough to you know, cover Bryce Young, make sure he doesn't run, and at times blitz and really make Bryce Young uncomfortable. You know, We've seen the Alabama offensive line struggle here a little bit, and if you can add an extra blitzer from time to time to throw the Bama offensive line off, you know, that's really going to create problems. You know, Evan Neal, to me, has been the only person who's been – you know, rock solid all season long. So I think, you know, N'Kobe Dean, with his skill set, with his ability, can really force, you know, Bryce Young to be uncomfortable, uh, to scamper. And, you know, Bryce Young, he's pretty good on the move, especially moving forward. But, you know, quarterbacks are always better when they're just sitting in the pocket throwing what they want to throw. Um, so if N'Kobe Dean can make Bryce Young's life miserable and really contain Bryce Young as a runner, 
Um, it's going to make this Alabama offense, you know, a lot more, a lot less dimensional, I should say. Um, and I think Nicobe Dean can be a really, really strong player for Georgia and very important in that aspect. So real quick, let's compare some stats just to kind of bring you up to speed on how the team's been playing so far this season. You know, we talk about Alabama, that explosive offense, 41.1 points a game. Georgia, not that far behind them, though, 39 points a game. You know, people talk about Georgia's offense not being as good as Alabama's, and sure, I don't think they are, but they're they're scoring just as many points. And if you look at the yards per game, you know, Alabama scoring uh, Alabama's yards per game close to 500, 494.6. Georgia just not that far behind, 448.4. I mean, they're right there. So, you know, I don't think that, you know, this game is exactly favoring Alabama on the offensive side. But then the defensive side, obviously, Georgia's very favored. I mean, 20.2 points allowed a game for Bama, only 9.5 for Georgia. Um, and then if you look at yards allowed per game, Bama over 300, 306.2. And you know, Georgia's sitting there at 253.9. Uh, so the stats really kind of point to Georgia in this game. Um, obviously, these teams have played before. You never know what's going to happen. But if you look at just the sheer stats, it looks like Georgia's got the upper hand in this one just because they're not that far behind Alabama in offense. Um, so we'll see kind of what happens there. So let's finally look at the keys to this one. Um, we'll start with Alabama. Obviously, Alabama's going to need to spread the field. Uh, they do best when they spread the field, keep their opponents on their toes whether they're going to pass or run the ball. Uh, they've done a great job of it all season long. Did a good job of it in the first game against Georgia. Um, the more this field is spread, the more room Bryce Young has to, you know, throw to different receivers, different angles, more room he has to run if he needs to. Uh, the more ability Alabama has to, you know, run the football as well, keep that field spread. Um, and that's been their MO all season long on offense. Um, they want to keep the pace up. We saw this first game against Georgia. You know, Alabama really ran with pace, and they did a really good job with it. And Jordan Davis got really tired really quickly. Uh, I saw him walking on the field a lot, needing to come out for a couple of breathers, and that really hurt Georgia on the defensive side of the ball. You know, we talk about, you know, Georgia has the best front seven we've seen in college football in a long time. And they might. They have a really good front seven. Um, but with pace, I mean, those big dudes up front aren't, are not going to like it. You know, they can only wear and tear for so long. And if Alabama keeps that pace up like they did in the SEC championship game, it's going to be really, really tough for Georgia to stop it, in my opinion. And I think if you're Alabama on defense, you've got to make Stetson Bennett beat you. you got to eliminate the run. Uh, Fidari Mathis, Will Anderson, those guys up front uh, really got to take away the run game. Um, and it's not going to be easy. Like I said, Georgia's got a really, really good run game. They like to pound the rock. They like having those two guys. But – if you can take away their run game and force Stetson Bennett to beat you, you're, you've got a much better shot at winning than if you don't. I mean, we look at it. Stetson Bennett's last two games against Alabama have not been, and have not been very good. Um, and I think that's in Stetson Bennett's head a little bit. Even though he had a good game against Michigan, you've got to believe Stetson Bennett, every time he drops back to pass, there's a little bit more nerves than there are in other games. Um, so if you can make Stetson Bennett beat you and force them to throw the football, you're in a good position to win. So let's look at Georgia now. Georgia's got to make Bama run the ball because their front seven, we know, they're taking away the run. They've been doing it all season long. They're really, really good at it. I mean, rush yards a lot of game for Georgia, 81.7. It's pretty good. I mean, Bama, on the other hand, 82.8. It's good. But we know Georgia's not letting the run game go, um, and that's a big time for them. If they can, they can make Bama run the ball, take away the passing game, which they have a better chance of doing now that John Mechie's out, 
But if you can take away the pass game and make him run, you've got a good shot. Um, you got to contain Bryce Young. Like I said, N'Kobe Dean's going to play a big part in that, I think. And obviously, Bama's offensive line, I said it, they're shaky. If Georgia's defensive line can just bully him, I mean, it makes this game really hard. If you can make Alabama's offensive line look like they did against Auburn, you're in trouble if you're Alabama. And then finally, if you're Georgia, I've said it all podcast long, establish that run game. If you can get Samir White, James Cook going, it's good, you're going to be tough to beat. You're going to be really, really tough to beat. And then every now and then throw a wrinkle in there with Brock Bowers, let him release, throw downfield for a gain of 20 yards, and your offense is moving. So, all right, let's finally get to the prediction. Um, there's a lot of ins and outs in this game. I think this is going to be a fantastic game. I mean, every time we watch Alabama and Georgia play, it's a good game. You know, obviously the SEC championship game might have been a little bit, you know, more of a blowout than others and the game against Georgia last season in Tuscaloosa. But if you look at the two prior meetings, that national championship game and the SEC championship game, I mean, those were two really, really good games. And I expect one of those games uh, in, in, in Indianapolis, excuse me, a little bit of a tongue twister on Monday night. Um, but my prediction, I think Alabama is going to win. I don't know. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I think Georgia's going to make a lot of good adjustments, and I think they're really going to slow down Bryce Young. But I don't think they're going to slow him down enough to win. And here's why. Um, I think that if you're Georgia, the amount of pressure you feel to win this game is so immense that it's going to be really hard to almost stay sharp and just play loose and free and be on your right game. I mean, if you look at it, we've talked about the big-time good games and the big-time wins that Alabama has had. You know, that national championship game, that SEC championship game, there was no excuse for Georgia not to win those games. No excuse. I mean, and Georgia's got to know that. Kirby Smart's got to know that. I mean, he's he's frustrated. He can't beat Bama right now, and Georgia really, really needs to win this game. I don't want to say that pressure's off for Alabama because, I mean, there's never pressure off in a national championship game. But there's a lot more pressure on Georgia than there is on Bama. Bama's proven to people year in and year out that they're, they're still alpha. Um, and if they win again this year, obviously they're going to continue to prove that. And even if they lose, I don't think they lose any of that alpha sense. Sure, people are going to say, oh, Kirby beat Saban, assistant beating Saban, yada, 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 two in one year with Jimbo Fisher winning earlier. I don't really think you can make that fair of an argument. I think that, you know, Alabama is still – known to be the best program in college football. Obviously, a win helps that. A loss, does it hurt a little bit? Maybe. But, I mean, I think there is so much more pressure on Georgia than there is on Alabama. And to compound with that, I mean, you got to believe that Alabama is in Georgia's head. Like I said, they, they cannot beat them. Uh, and I'm not saying they're incapable. I'm just saying they can't beat them in the last couple times they've played. Uh, it's been really tough for them to do it. And that frustrates them. So they got a lot of pressure to win this game. And then finally, if you know the reason I think Bama's going to win this game, if you look at the keys, and sure, these are my keys that I'm putting down, Alabama has more, I want to say like offensive keys than defensive, meaning they have more ways to basically, if, if we attack you this way, we're going to win. And Georgia's is more, if we def- do it, these things this way to eliminate Alabama from doing what they want, we win. And I think if you're trying to do more of a defensive approach on Alabama than you are offensive, you're not going to win. Because Alabama, like I said, they, they're loaded top to bottom. They have the best recruiting class year in and year out, minus this year with A&M. They have the best coaches, the best players. Um, so if you try to sit back on your heels 
not necessarily, not necessarily sit back on your heels, but if you try to basically eliminate Alabama from doing what they want instead of trying to dictate the game and what you want to do, that's when you get in trouble because you're not going to be able to completely eliminate what Alabama wants to do. They're just too good. And I'm not saying Bama could do that to Georgia, but what I'm saying is it's going to be very, very tough for Georgia to just completely eliminate Alabama from Bryce Young making big plays, you know, forcing them to run the ball only because that's not going to happen. Bryce Young's too good. Jamison Williams is too good. Ja'Cory Brooks is too good. They're going to make plays down the field throughout the football. And once they do, they're going to keep doing it. You know, your chance to take away those big plays completely through the air is very, very small. And so I think just with the keys, with Alabama almost trying to dictate the game more and Georgia's keys trying to stop Alabama from dictating the game, that's why I think Alabama wins. So, guys, we got a great one coming up on Monday night, you know, 8 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN. I know I'll be watching it, obviously. Hope you guys are watching it as well. It's going to be a super exciting game. I'm really excited to see what happens. Um, so stay tuned. We'll get something going after the national championship game. Obviously, the tailgate talk, national awards uh, coming out after the national championship. We'll get, like, get those dates out to you as soon as possible. Um, look forward to seeing you guys back after the conclusion of the 2021 season.